Hi, and welcome to the Online Education Pod, a podcast produced by Zuma. It's Doug here. I'm taking from Alex again for the introduction of this week's episode, which is about customer journeys and how your company's customer journey can become better. Uh, the episode is also about solar panels. You might not think these two are connected at all, but you'd be wrong. Now, I know this all sounds very mysterious, but I suppose you'll just have to listen to find out more. Enjoy. So, Anders and Stellan, welcome back. Thank you, Alec. Thank you. How are you, Stellan? Really well. Sun is shining. And you, Anders? Better than ever, and not at all dependent uh, or based on the weather. Great. <laughs> so, in this episode, we're going to talk about customer journeys. Some examples of where you research a topic and then became a lead and finally a customer. So yeah. I want to start with you, Stellan. Do you have any personal examples of this? Yeah, I think the, the last good example is probably the decision we made um, a couple of weeks ago to install solar cells uh, on our roof. And so that, sto- that started out as a thought like three years ago um, when we were designing the house that we eventually built and now live in. And... Um, we wanted to have solar cells on it from the beginning, not perhaps so much the environmental and financial aspect as the new technology and um, sort of interested in the possibilities perspective. Um, but then uh, we had, um, while we were, uh, we were building, we had to make some other priorities. And then we said, we, we take it in a year or two, but we prepared everything. So, uh, so uh, we have um, everything prepared from the roof down to the garage for all the uh, wiring and everything that's needed. So then um, in, uh, I think, last quarter of, uh, of last year, the uh, government in, in Sweden decided to change the system for how they subsidize solar cells. So the amount that you get is uh, not a huge difference. But instead of uh, applying after you install and perhaps waiting a year to get your refund, you, you get a tax deduction directly on the invoice. And so then we were saying uh, sort of, ah, maybe it's time that we, uh, that we start looking at this again. So I started to do some research that I didn't do before, um, before we built the house. And um, uh, it started as many other things in Google. And uh, I wanted to uh, understand what uh, the solar cell sort of market looked like uh, and what types of solar cells there were, uh, what the most efficient and best solar cells on the market were. And um, a very important aspect for us uh, uh, was and is design. So uh, we have a sort of a quite modern look on the house and therefore we want a, a modern futuristic look on the solar panels as well uh, so that we don't get this sort of uh, Mars rover, uh, lunar lander kind of styling uh, on the house, uh, but sort of more of a sleek kind of uh, look. It turned out that now they... So, they so you have, already uh, had some knowledge within the, within the topic before. Uh, a bit of knowledge before, but then I found out some new stuff. So there is now all black panels. So it's basically 
panels that are black on black. So uh, it's even sort of hard to distinguish a pattern in them. And so that really attracted me. And then um, I saw that uh, there were sort of a, a few big suppliers, uh, but also many small and local suppliers. So uh, we went and asked uh, uh, two of the big suppliers how I sort of got to the why I was selecting them uh, is I read their blogs and uh, I looked at their reference cases. Uh, so buildings they had installed panels on and what these installations looked like and um, made the decision that uh, these are the two that can uh, also support probably uh, an installation over 10 to 20 years. Because when you install something on your roof, you, you want something that lasts and you want a, preferably a customer relationship that lasts a very long time as well. Um, and then we also um, asked uh, the company who did all the um, uh, original electric installations in our house. Um, and so, uh, so um, we had them take a look at it and come back with proposals. And it was an interesting journey then to go through the different sort of stages of getting proposals. Um, one supplier uh, did not go on site until you had signed a contract with them, and then they could send someone to take a look at your site. That was kind of backwards to me. And uh, another supplier sent someone directly, looked at everything on site, took measurements, and therefore sort of we got already a much better sort of a proposal that really fit our roof. And uh, the same uh, was for, uh, for our local uh, electricians. And then um, aspects came up, uh, which were again related to design. So I, I would say like the devil is in the details. And there's also a big difference there in suppliers in what they can, like how detailed they can be and what they can promise. So, uh, and then eventually, of course, uh, uh, getting uh, a quotation and looking at the prices. And it's a surprisingly like large difference between different suppliers in, in pricing. It was a, around a 35% difference between the, the lowest price and the highest price. And, and how, uh, how many suppliers did you compare to? So three different suppliers okay. that we had a quotation uh, yeah. from. Uh, and so once I got to that notion, I decided to make uh, a spreadsheet out of the whole thing. So uh, I went to Google Docs and I uh, created a, a spreadsheet where uh, everything from, uh, you know, the investments to how the, we should finance it. Uh, some, uh, some offer leasing as an option. Uh, we went for a, for a bank loan. And um, uh, then calculating, you know, how much electricity do you use today? What will the average electricity price be over the next, you know, ten years? Um, and, and, and and was it easy? On, was yeah. it easy to get this kind of information? So this time, this is obviously like it's knowledge information for like any. I would say anyone in this field who wants to sell to my type of persona, which is the more sort of nerdy persona, uh, needs to have this kind of information. So and that was surprisingly hard to get. So, uh, so I, I went all over the place, mostly to independent uh, uh, sources and blogs, um, and also some like government agencies, Energimarknadsmyndigheten uh, and stuff like that yeah. in Sweden, uh, to get some of these numbers. Well, thank you. That was, um, that was really 
good example of a person who has nerdy interest <laughs> in it. You really have the 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 willingness and and uh, not time maybe, but you have the willingness and energy to actually yeah. investigate this. Uh, yeah. Was it anything that the suppliers could help you with so that you easier for you to to make this decision yeah i think so so yeah so i think that for people that aren't as nerdy as i am i think it's it's super beneficial to be sort of upfront about all of these things so yeah. uh so for example it like it, it took me a good i don't know a couple of weeks to to get to this eureka moment uh, on the financing and realize that it's basically uh, like it's a it's a zero sum game for 10 years but it, but essentially it's not the zero sum game because we're we're paying ourselves rather than than paying uh, an electricity provider yep uh, there are lots of questions that that you ask yourself uh, that i've sort of gone through during this process as well but like okay what if there's snow on them like do you have do you have to go up and like clean them off and so on and it's like no you don't <laughs> it's like uh it will solve itself once the sun is shining uh they got hot it will melt it's like yeah. uh and they they produce power even with snow on them uh, and stuff like that and uh so i think there's there's lots of knowledge information that providers can be much better at highlighting uh also the fact that like okay we're we're in this dark part of the world. Yes, but we have really long summer days. So from, on a yearly basis, we have, as I said before, as much sunshine per square meter as Germany has. Yeah. So so it's, uh, yeah, the, from a knowledge standpoint, I was uh, sort of surprised at how much there still is to uh, to bring to the surface for the average person to feel like this is something I should absolutely do yeah uh, not that it's uh, like something that is for for nerdy nerdy people that uh, just have a general interest yeah i, I think it's a i've uh, perhaps anders has uh, thought on it but, but i remember when i was when i was a kid so this is in uh, in let's say the early 90s uh, we got um, ground heating uh, so bergvärme uh, in swedish uh, and that was sort of a quite a new innovation that was then being uh, launched as a as a, a much more environmental friendly alternative to powering your house with oil because that, that was what I think was like twenty or thirty percent of all Swedish households were were like burning oil to heat their their villas. And then it uh, like I think it took ten fifteen years and and then nobody was using oil basically. Uh, and so I think this is has the potential to be the same type of shift that essentially if you have a roof, uh, you should have solar cells on them, especially if you build something new, but also if you if you renovate your roof and, and get a new roof, you should absolutely get solar cells on, on top of it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so from a content perspective, the moral of the story is really to to be upfront with, uh, with your content and uh, and facts and features. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's I think this is true like people in the industry this is not new. It's like everybody probably knows it, but it's a bit of a classic situation I think where the where the where the nerds and the engineers aren't uh, sort of realizing that that this would be super interesting for most people to know about and to present it in a way that people get and people understand. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you very much, Stellan. Anders? 
I'll give you a bonus customer journey. Yeah. People tend to describe customer journeys <clears throat> as very long ones. And yes, they usually are long when it comes to the decision process. But I'll, I'll give you a customer journey. A while ago, people started getting aware of that even in, in the old world, in the Western world. Uh, might be good to think about face masks. The, the first ones that I saw in, in the market in the Western world were those bluish ones, really, really ugly. And I the medical ones, the medical ones. I had, have a six year old son, Adrian, who told me, ah, oh, they are ugly, dad. We need to get some cool ones. That customer journey was very easy. Amazon.com, the UK version, search field, face mask, David Bowie, and up they came and we did purchase. They had all the albums, they had all the famous pictures, everything. And you could decide how much protection you wanted versus how cool it was. That customer journey, buyer's journey, purchase decision journey happens in B2B and B2C every day. You go somewhere where they most likely have something that you want here and now. Could be advice, could be a face mask with David Bowie, could be anything. No knowledge content, no research, nothing. I just need it here and now. That's a great story. Because some, some, I, I, I think sometimes um, when you have discussions about customer journeys and so forth, even if you talk B2B, please think about your own behavior and, and how you do. When do you go to the sources you always go to? Might be for groceries, might, might be for anything. And when do you actually do research and how do you make those decisions this this was a spontaneous decision that mapped to the family policies with a smile very quick decision two days later we had them now we have loads of them in all pockets in all jackets they do have um, some protection they are washable and, and the protection is washable and so forth that is a customer journey as well great thank you both for today. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to the online vacation pod. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe either on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or on SoundCloud. You can also use the RSS feed to listen through the podcast app of your choice. You can find it on zoom.se. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.